This podcast is brought to you in association with Wednesday Picks, the free-to-play game where you can bag yourself a share of £1,000 just by answering a few questions based on our upcoming fixture. Just head to the iOS App Store or the Google Play Store to download the app and enter your predictions. You have to be over 18 to play. Please play responsibly and be gambleaware.org. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons. I'm Gerald Sabon. Marcus Hudgate. Dave Lucas. I'm Glenn Lovens. I'm Daniel Pidillo. And I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Uh, we've got another interview uh, for you today. Uh, we've got a member of the Kings of Cardiff team that memorably beat Hartlepool on that day in 2005. So uh, everyone, it's uh, David Lucas. Hello David, you alright? Hello, hello. Uh, yeah, just got back from work. Uh, Managed to make myself a cup of tea and then <laughs> ready to go. What, what are you doing now for work before you even carry on then? If you've just said you got back from work, what are you doing now? Uh, I work at McDonald's. Uh, uh, just in Preston, just <laughs> on the drive. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've been the, uh, the head of goalkeeping at Fleetwood Town for the last eight years. So the first team goalkeeper coach, head of goalkeeping at Fleetwood Town. So... Uh, Bit of a goalkeeping guru on the sly. <laughs> what were Barton like then, David? What were you actually like? To, to refer on when I was uh, uh, just driving home there from work, uh, we we had a little chat on the phone as well. So he's a great guy, great guy. Miss it, him. It will link to Wednesday. It will link to Wednesday recently. Uh, I think everyone has been on there one time. <laughs> <laughs> was, I think I was on the uh, on shortlist at one point. But no, uh, <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Great guy. Just just uh, just a proper. Lads, you know what I mean. Proper. Yeah. His 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 biggest strength and his and his uh, weakness, I suppose, is he, he's just he's just he's just honest. He's the honest, honest, most honest person ever. He, if he had something to tell you, he couldn't not tell you. You know what I mean? He couldn't he couldn't he couldn't uh, baffle you with bullshit or anything like that. He would tell you. He'd be he'd be as honest, as honest as. And it's a great it's a great quality to have. He'd, he'd say things to people that. You know, I I would definitely skirt around the houses about, but <laughs> it just dead honest. And and to be fair, at least you know where you stood with someone. You stand with somebody like that, and he's a yeah. he's a great guy, great sense of humour. Uh, would do anything for anybody. If anybody needed help, and he was he heard about it, he would help them without a shadow of a doubt. As a person, as a human being, as well, he's he's you know, I didn't know him before he came to Fleetwood, so you you half believe all the stuff here, but he's 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 obviously he's nothing like you would presume him to be. He's just. Uh, He's just a genuine, honest lad who's he's on the wind up most of the time. He's a, he's a great guy. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna take it back right to the start then. Uh, obviously, you were I'm right saying you were born in Preston. Is that right? Bloody hell, we are going right back to the start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then obviously you, you started your career at Preston, didn't you? So were they the team that you supported then? Yeah, definitely. Um, the school I went to in Preston, the pr- uh, the primary school especially, uh, was probably. You know, 500 yards from Deepdale, if that. Uh, uh, myself, Kevin Kilban was a year above me at primary school uh, and secondary school. Alan Kelly, the old Sheffield United goalie, he oh, yeah. was. Uh, he, he went. He went to. Uh, he went to our school as well, Kells. So it was a school that um, had a, a you know a, a good tradition of football. You know what I mean? It was. Uh, it was what it was known for. Uh, so when that school, and then even our secondary school as well, was probably the best football in school in Preston so when I left school 
joined as a YTS at P&E and probably thought when I joined, this will do for two years before I have to go to college and get back into the real world. But I think I took to it, you know, a bit like a, a bit of a sponge and just absorbed as much as I could uh, and just, you know, just realised I had a bit of an aptitude for, for, for the game. So, yeah, and then before I knew it, I was uh, on the bench at 16, uh, made my debut at 18 and, you know, the rest was uh, rest is history. Yeah, I mean, have you always wanted to be a goalkeeper? I mean, as a kid, were you always a goalkeeper or did you play yeah. on the field as well? Uh, mostly as a keeper, but I played for like secondary school and stuff like that as an outfield just just for something different but you know people say oh when did you want to be a keeper or what made it because usually somebody's got some mad story about the keeper getting injured and they were 15 stones so they had to go in there but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but I was like I, don't, I can't remember it was just I was just always a keeper there was no uh there was no sort of uh yeah, you know no switch uh, no, no sort of really defining moment to it it was just that was no shit at footy. <laughs> shit at footy. <laughs> David, David, I was just looking at it basically, and I would just when you look at Wikipedia, like you're doing whatever, and they were saying a few loans like Darlington and Scunthorpe or whatever. But you know, for you, you didn't. You you obviously from Preston. You lived in Preston, so you had your family there, or whatever. But when you've gone to Wednesday, you weren't exactly like young, if you know what I mean. But what were it like, like moving away from home for the first time permanently, away from <laughs> Preston, sort of thing? Yeah, there was lots of stuff happened that that in that time. Obviously, I've been I've been at Wednesday for three months uh, the season before, but I didn't drive. I, I, I think just a lazy bastard. I didn't drive. Didn't pass my test. I was like <laughs> twenty six. Um, so I passed my test because I realised I was coming up to Sheffield, or there was a good chance of it. When when yeah. Malon finished, Chris Turner said he was going to probably do his best to bring me in in the summer. Um, I still had a year left at Preston, and it was just it was just it got to a point at Preston where we'd had some really good teams with Moisey, uh, just always challenging but for me personally it just it got to a point where I just needed something new and then when I went to Wednesday I just obviously loved it uh, and then um, like I said just and it just needed that extra that, that spark uh, you know because I've been at Preston like you said my family have been Preston it was easy for me not to play at Preston you know what I mean it wasn't like I was there just to play football it was easy for me to just you know go to the pub with my mates or go out with my missus you know, you know what I mean it was easy I, I, did, I had enough to fall back on that Playing or not playing, my life didn't change that much. So I needed to sort of get back into that, you know, that real sort of get my hunger back a little bit. Uh, but then, like I say, signed for Wednesday in the summer, got married that summer. Obviously, I had to move to move to Sheffield. So everything sort of, they say, the, some of the three or four most stressful things you can do is get married, change jobs, have a baby and uh, move house. <laughs> I did all, did all four in about six months. <laughs> no, it was, it was mad because of... Um, I did um, I did something on the PE website the other day, uh, podcast or whatever it is the other day, because they, because they were playing each other, uh, and they asked me about you know how, how I got to Wednesday, and, I, and it was actually I played in the reserves for Preston against Wednesday at Hillsborough on the Monday, uh, and I, obviously I knew Brian Barry Murphy from Preston. He used to live wheels in uh, in Preston, and um, they are having a goalkeeper crisis. I think Eric Nixon had to come on for one game or something like that. I can remember yeah. that, yeah. So they had all, I think they had all the Tidman and Eric. So I think they had about half a keeper if they had them both together. All <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Tidman, no, don't, don't, don't put that in. Can you have it out? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I think Eric Eric spoke to me after the game. He said, "Would you come if we, you know, we need a keeper on loan? Would you come?" So I ended up playing actually for uh, Hill, uh, Hillsborough on the Monday for Preston in the reserves, and at Hillsborough on the Wednesday for Wednesday against uh, I think it was Notts County. 
So just just mad about. But I remember saying in in the reserves, it was, I was playing. Andy Lonergan was on the bench, and I remember in the warm up saying to Lonergan, I was like, "Jesus, imagine playing here every week. It'd be unbelievable." Two days later, that was it. And then, then obviously get to the wedding stage, which we'll talk about in a bit. But yeah. Myself and Jamie bring this podcast to you because we're both passionate Wednesday eyes, but it doesn't come without a cost. Now, we're not doing this to get rich, but for less than the cost of a match day pie and a pint, you can help support the podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll be helping with the hosting costs, as well as allowing us to purchase new equipment to further enhance the listening experience and allow us to continue producing this podcast for you each and every week. Just go to patreon.com forward slash WTIDpod to become a patron of the podcast. Now, we don't want it to make you feel like you have to, but your support is genuinely appreciated, so thank you. So, I mean, obviously when you came to Sheffield Wednesday, who was like the person that kind of, you know, made you feel welcome and stuff or, you know, who was that person that you can remember? Well, I think everyone. I think uh, they were just good, really good people um, and obviously I signed in the summer because of a lot of the people. Uh, Chris Turner, obviously massive. Chris Turner, as, a, as an ex-keeper and in play for Man United, especially in Sheffield Wednesday, you know, just obviously I, I knew all about him and then, um, and Colin West, the assistant manager, they were just just proper people. You know what I mean? They're just proper good footballing people, just just genuine people. Uh, the players they had, they had uh, Dean Smith centre half, obviously now yeah, yeah. Aston Villa manager. Uh, you know, Prezi, even Prezi, Prezi. I think Prezi was struggling with a bit of illness and 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 fitness and stuff. So I think he was sort of trained some days, some not. But he he made me feel welcome. Uh, just everyone really uh, Graham Lee Spike just, just good people I think what it, what it were we as well we're literally like we are, we'd have one of keepers on and off and blah blah but Wednesday have always been known for having solid keepers over the years like with Pressman with Westwood people out whatever and yeah. yourself or one of them like when you come you just sort of that, that were it then you were number one do you know what I mean like there were no there were no like before if Adamson were injured you're like oh god or if this were injured someone would always step in but with you it were like we knew you, you couldn't get injured. You were our number one sort of thing. You know what I mean? And it were your name were always first on starting lineup. Like I remember when you come, um, that's when I first started sort of going to games and myself or whatever. But you know the team like when we had a big refresh. Like we had like John Paul McGovern, Brun, Whelan, Bullen, Bullen who's still there now by the way. And it it, it was just it just felt good at the time sort of thing. Do you still keep in touch with any of them now? Like Brun, Whelan, any of them more? Uh, I've not seen Gwen, Glenn Whelan since this morning since he plays for Fleetwood Town <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> completely uh, forgot yeah we all obviously uh, Greg I bet the funny thing is me we all like I said signed together there was me Glenn Lee Bowen and JP McGovern we we obviously moved from out of the area and we we stayed stayed together in apartments on um Eccleshall Road. Eccleshall Road. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just where all the cafes are. We stayed in a, a couple of apartments around the back of there. So we we were thick as thieves for the first uh first three or four months. Um but there was there was others, obviously Lee Peacock, um Brunty. There was I think it was good because there was a big influx of new players. But when you say who made me feel welcome when I when I came on loan, it's hard to remember because because a lot of that team left, you know what I mean. And then when we when I signed properly, it was a it was a it was a brand new team more or less. Can I ask you this just before we move on? Because just on about Bullen, now Anthony O'Keefe just messaged on Face. We've had a load of messages to ask you, and we're not going to ask you all of them, obviously. But he says, "What do you think about Bullen as a player and as a man?" Because obviously, it's a big part of the setup now at Wednesday. Probably the same answer for both, really. Just dependable, genuine, honest, strong. Just just a real sounding board. Um, 
just someone who you know, no matter if it was football, if it was just life in general, you know, you, if you you could go to for 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 his opinion or his guidance, and just a, just a solid campaigner, not definitely not one who would be. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think it was 32, 33. He, 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 he literally been around the world playing football, so he, he'd, he'd, um, yeah. he'd had so much life experience that he was just... <laughs> I was say he, was like, he was like our dad. <laughs> <laughs> like our bold ginger dad. <laughs> but no, just honestly... You couldn't meet, you know, a more solid individual for me. Just, a, just a great, just, just, just a great guy, a great friend. I mean, there's that iconic picture of him in the in the, uh, in the changing room. Obviously, the, the playoff playoff final. Obviously, that that day. I mean, I was what 15 year old, I think. When uh, there's, a, there's a picture, there's a picture of me at that game looking. Well, I had more air for starters. Uh, <laughs> to put it that way. Um, I mean, I was, I just want to explain what it was like to you know to, to step out in front of all them fans at Millennium Stadium, and, and where does that rank in terms of like one of the biggest games that you've played in? Yeah, it's, I, I played I played in, uh, in the Millennium Stadium in two thousand one for Preston in, in the um, in in the in the Championship playoff final against Bolton. We 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 got beat. Uh, Three uh, 0 Yeah, so, so, I saw that. So, I saw that so it, 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 it was a massive. It was a massive game. Obviously, I, I was only I was only twenty three. But your hometown club, we were this well ninety minutes from the Premier League with Preston, which is in my lifetime, it's still up. It's still I've still technically played in the best Preston team in my lifetime. So if, if someone if someone would have offered me that um, at the beginning of my career, I would have snapped yeah. their hands off. But 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 I got asked this. We had we had. Um, I had a thing a couple of years ago at the Guildo in Preston, a big, so I think it was 20 years since we got promoted from Preston. And the guy, Andy Bays, uh, interviewed me and Graham Alexander on the stage and they, they said, oh, well, you know, this, that, and the other. Is, it, is, is this the, the, the your biggest achievement in your career sort of thing? You know, nearly getting to Preston, uh, the, play, uh, the Premier League with Preston. <laughs> this Have in mind, this is like in a Preston environment in full, full I of Preston fans. I, 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 I said sort of, I said, Actually, when I left Preston, <laughs> shine for Chef Wednesday and got promoted, it was actually more satisfying just because at Preston, I'd always been at Preston, so it was like players were coming into Preston, so I was already there. The team was already formed, you know what I mean? Whereas with Wednesday, we were brought in to get promoted and we did it. So there's 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 a lot of satisfaction about about that being, you know, being sort of. Um, like I said, probably Preston signing players for money and bringing players in to improve your team. Where actually, I, then I was one of the players who who had been brought into a new team to improve it and to to get the job done. So it it was a different sense of satisfaction, but it was it was probably the most satisfactory. It's probably at a personal level, like actually, yeah, you, you you can do this. You know, what I mean, you are you are quite you know you are useful at this. Uh, you know, you, uh, you you are you are you have made a difference to this loved, team. Mate. You were loved, weren't you? Wednesday, you were just you were loved. You could, <laughs> you know what you know what for Wednesday fans to say personally, like we always say. I've just put it on my Facebook and it makes me shiver. Like on all, on the fans group, everyone's saying, uh, "Oh my god, that day, this, that day, that, and whatever." And it, it were just amazing. Like oh, I, I can just remember, like when when that Talbot goal went in the last kick, and you just ran over and jumped on top of everyone, and they would, it was just like vuvuzelas everywhere, and they were look just inflatable, <laughs> inflatables everywhere or whatever. Like what yeah. was that feeling like when 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 it was eighty second minute? Going, let's try and do it like this. So eighty second minute, two one two one down, and you, you, we're worried. We're all worried. It's all Wednesday fans, and then we get that penalty compared to, to half an hour later when Talbot just hits that ball in that open net. What what was that like? Just 
try and explain like what would you feel like i'm trying to think uh for me personally because i've been injured the last sort of three or four weeks of the season uh so I came back and I came back for the playoffs, played the both playoff games, uh, the semi-final, uh, and, 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 and did okay, felt okay. But for the final, I, I, I felt like I didn't play that well. Um, didn't have lows to do, but you, actually, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I usually only watch Drew's goal back if I do watch it back. <laughs> but, 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 you know, you're like, you know, could have done better here, there. So I didn't think I actually played that well in the final. Um, but who cares? I'd rather. You okay, mean, yeah, exactly, you mean exactly, we, yeah. we, But um, I just I remember um, when the, the lad got sent off and we scored the um, uh, Maka scored the pen. I don't think I, I'd be. I bet I already touched the ball then because we were so dominant in extra time and that. And 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 there was a feeling, especially when the penalty went in. And I think we had a feeling or anyway that you know, such an unbelievable club being in League One. You know, I think you know it, they had to get some luck. Um, you know, it had to turn for us at some point, or you know, we had to get the rubber to green, which we did. Uh, but when Drew went round, I just thought, I ain't missing out on this. <laughs> probably, yeah, you probably, probably sprinted the whole, probably the fastest I've ever run. <laughs> Can you remember the service station after David? That's what I'm going to say because I, I've asked Lee Bull in this, I've asked a few players this. Did you, was you in the service station after the game when all was you there? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that were yeah. that were immense. I can remember just was just our coach stopping at the service station, not knowing players were there, just walking in. I bit a bit tipsy or whatever. Sixteen, I probably had two WKDs, <laughs> and I've walked in. I'm going, I'm going up escalator, and then I see Bullen, and I saw, and I saw a few players were there. Oh my god, I tried, I tried climbing off the escalator, jumping down, or whatever. But that was just mental yeah. in that service station, weren't well, it? Well, well, my memory of it is like you said, because even when you said you remember service station, my memory is of, of an escalator, and that's not that usual in service station. It's weird, stations, that, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it was a little remember, circle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's why I, I remember it as like a mini sort of shopping centre, like all yeah, round. Like that. Weird. That's that's how I remember it. And you know, what, you're thinking I might be getting confused about that. That's exactly how I remember it. And just looking up, and obviously it's people hanging over sides. Yeah. But but before that, <laughs> we got we we got stuck in traffic, and Paul Eckingbottom had ran down motorway. Obviously, it's just just cars gone down motorway, showing people trophy. <laughs> 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 like, what's going on here? But it would, yeah, like I said, it was just, just brilliant. The only, the only, the only sad thing for us is when you do go up in the playoffs, you, you're fully aware that it's sort of four weeks before, um, before preseason starts again. So I think we, we had, a, we, had, we got back to the chairman's, one of the chairman's casinos, uh, had a bit of a drink, but nothing, nothing major. Uh, and then that was pretty much it. It was like seeing four weeks. So I, what, what I, I, think we didn't really celebrate celebrate it enough you know what I mean I think it was sort of back heads back on now back to work so I, I'd have liked to have three or four day bender to be honest <laughs> <laughs> we, we did it we did it for you yeah, yeah so that's when you're at the club uh did you that ain't like going to nights out and stuff we spoke to Chris Lines and he said he used to like going out for a, for a few drinks obviously you were, you were there under Gary Megson and what have you is, is that what it was like when you were there you know um <laughs> Like I said, I, I was in a slightly different uh, situation because I come from Preston where I loved an eye out in Preston, you know, we were mates. But when I moved to Sheffield, like I said, just got married, new club, yeah, uh, moved out, yeah. moved out. So I, did, I didn't move out, didn't move into to, uh, up to Uti Bridge till I think it was either January or December. So um, we didn't move there till like, like I said, just before Christmas, just after Christmas. So, so up until that point, if after a game on a Saturday, I, would, I was always shooting back to Preston. 
so to see see, see me misses and stuff. So I, I didn't actually get that many opportunities to go out. And then when when Kelly moved over to Sheffield, um, she was pregnant as well. So we didn't we didn't really we didn't really you know didn't really take full advantage of it. But we we go out. She you know spend a fortune in Meadowall every day while I was at training. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a mission to town from Outerbridge, though, isn't it? I lived up near my Sen. What what takeaway did you used to have at Outerbridge? Did you used to have Indian, Chinese, what what is? I can't remember to be honest. Like I say, it's, it's that long ago. I remember we used to go to the pub for dinner sometimes in Greenwich Side. Is it called the Crown? Yeah, the Crown. Yeah, there's on. I mean, they, they, they were they were Chef Wednesday fans, so I used to go there try and get some free scram like, but never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you have at Nando's? What do you have at Nando's? Well, how hot do? Because I, I, me personally, I have egg sort. James, do you want to be, do you want to admit what you have or you? Um, no, we'll, we'll we'll just gloss living, over that. Living we? in a living in a, <laughs> <is it? laughs> yeah, love, love a bit of a puff with uh, Nando's. What 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 do you have it? What spice do you have it? To be fair, I'm not at it for a while, but it definitely it'd be hot or extra hot. Well, yeah, exactly. What's the point? You got to be, like be you got to be you got to be able to not taste it, aren't you? Yeah, you're <laughs> you're really hard like me. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not not a chance on that one. Hi guys, this is Chris Lyons, Marcus Hudgay, David Lucas, I'm Glenn Lovens, and I love listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. I mean, you said about uh, Eckingbottom running that motorway with with uh, with trophy. Were you one of pranksters at the club or with, with anyone else that kind of that loved a laugh? I think everyone, everyone. We used to have, um, we were so tight knit. I think because everyone was a similar age, we didn't really have a massive, massive age difference from top to bottom. I think just Bully was about 97 when we were all. Talbot, he was about 16, weren't he? Yeah, Drew, but Drew, Drew was a funny one because Drew sort of came out of nowhere. He was, yeah. part of the, he was part of the youth team, but he was a student as well. So he was like, it just appeared out of nowhere, which is which is brilliant because it was similar to when I was at Swindon a few years later and we we got beat in the playoff final. But Charlie Austin just appeared from nowhere. He was like, "Oh, there's this kid coming on trial. He's from Poole or somewhere like that." Uh, he's gone on to do better than Talbot though. <laughs> but but like, and then this kid come in from who you didn't know where he was, and he was smashing people about in training. <laughs> like, like Jesus, who's this guy? But Drew was a little bit like that. He just he came from nowhere to make a big impact. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, who were the pranksters then? Uh well, Peacock. We out of shadow over there. Yeah, you can Pe- imagine that, William. <laughs> Peaks, uh, JP. Just uh I think what what we used to do, we used to just have a laugh together. There was no sort of uh there's no nastiness or anything going, uh, you know, slightly over the top. What we used to do in, in the tra- in the training ground in the in the um the first team dressing room, it was quite long and thin. We used to play cricket in there, or we used to play play it for hours. Just where everyone, you know, a bit like in fifth day in Mumbai, or something. Everyone's crowded round the back. You know? <laughs> it was mad, and we used to like put little tape on the ball so it could get a bit of swing in the air and stuff. But we all oh, we used to play to cricket for hours in the changing rooms. And you still look out for Wednesday Wednesday scores then, as well as yeah, Preston's. Or is it just, like do you generally want us to do well and generally like look out for us because it's never been fan base I'd say since Hull when we lost in playoff final that season with Carlos apart from the when, when we went to Millennium Stadium with you you know what the fans are like away from home but it just seemed like in League One when we are going to all grounds these smaller grounds away from home it was just a unit and we'd have a laugh and we'd win most weeks or whatever and it, it just doesn't seem like we, especially with lockdown and that we've lost a bit of it all recently so it's not it doesn't feel like the club it, it used to do when we had all these sort of good times but yeah you still look out for the scores and yeah I get <laughs> I get that impression to be honest. Even I think even if this is just from Twitter and obviously a lot loads of my stuff on Twitter is 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 Wednesday because um, 
I say I've followed back quite a few uh, podcasts and different things for, for when so uh, so I don't really miss out on that much without you know knowing the full politics and ins and outs and stuff. But I get the impression it's like when, when I played for him, it felt like fan, the fans and the players and everyone was in it together. And I don't, and I, 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 I don't, I definitely don't get that impression now. And obviously, reading sad, more into it. it, it is sad because it's even even when um, I played for Leeds, who. Um, Let's say, let's say Yorkshire similar size crowd stuff like that but I just felt that the Wednesday fans were just just more welcoming no nicer and always I I, I we won most games well, let's say especially first season because we got promoted but I don't ever remember the fans really getting on our backs for anything you know what I mean I don't remember I remember just I'm always maybe you know full time they might boo you if you got beat or stuff like that or what, but just the result. But I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I think a lot of it, mate, is social media as well, isn't it? Like you know, social media. Like now, it's a lot more like now. Everybody goes to Twitter, no matter what. This player's crap. That player's crap. Whereas back when you were playing, say 16 years ago, ever, I know it were about, but there were nobody. It weren't like a thing to do to look at Twitter, to look at this or Facebook. Where it was just like you talk to your mates, and that were. I think now because you can, you can, you know, you can hear about it a lot more because you've got all these social media platforms. That this is why, as well, in it, it just gets blown up a lot more. I think so as well, and I think um, I said we we've got a young keeper Billy Crellin who's been at Bolton this season. It's, you know, it's not going, he's not going great for him, and he's uh, the manager. He never, you know, came out for him in the press and different things like that, and. I think sometimes it's hard, just human nature, but just to say to someone, don't read it and don't do that. But I think that would be good advice for young players now. Stay off Twitter because the one thing you'll do, and, and, and I remember doing this as well when, you know, you used to have these fans forums of JP, God bless him, you know, he used to think, he used to be always on these fans forums. And I was like, what are you doing? Stop reading them. You know, you're going to carry on reading it until you find something confirmation yeah, bias like. that they don't yeah. like. And then I say like, you know, why would you? You know, you've got... I just think it's tough. It's great that the fans are, have got that access now, but I think you, you can go down the black hole with it if you if you if you start reading too much into everything that people say. Because I I put stuff on Twitter. Everything I put on Twitter is deadly serious, and it, and it's hard to get context for a lot of stuff as well. But it is a good thing social media, but it it, it can be crucial crucifying for people as you know, as, as sadly not just in football, people have you know gone real on a downward spiral from it. Going back to like your, your playing career, I just want to talk about um, like w- w- when you when you're facing a penalty beforehand. Have you did like before every game? Do you analyze and look at like who the penalty takers are and where they're going to go, or do you just keep, just kind of like take it at face value when when they come to take it? I think uh, when I was playing, especially early part of my career, uh, it was. I remember Nick Colgan when I was at Barnsley. He, he he had a little diary where he'd obviously watched you know the. When it used to be a goals compilation show on, you know, on the late at night, on a Sunday night, he'd watch it all and make note of all the penalties. And that was probably as as technical as it got to a certain point. But now, now we, you know, we everyone's got a team of analysts, and you look for trends and different, even even watching videos and see if people have got sort of shows, you know, see if you've got little little cues where you can tell where it's going. So it's a lot more, um, it's a lot more technical now, a lot more. Um, database it's, I, I wouldn't think there'd be many people just going oh I fancy going this way now or that way they'd have some sort of uh, information that, 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 that'll guide their uh, their action anyway yeah so you're, so you're telling your keepers then that 
you know, this guy, he always goes, you know, like, does the keeper know he's going to go left? Like, is he just going to dive left or is he, no. you know? No, we, we don't know anything. We don't do any analysis on anything. I think everyone does similar things, you know. But, you know, sometimes you can talk yourself out of things as well. You know, you, I've been, been in, in situations where we think, oh, he's definitely going left and then someone goes, yeah, but he might know we think he's going left, so he yeah, might yeah. go Double right. So, like, so yeah, so you end up you end up, you end up talking yourself in and out of things. But I think with most things in football now, the way it's going, every, even the betting side of things as well, everything is every action or mini action is 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 is, is collected. The information's collected now, so so whatever you want to find out, there'll be some way of finding stuff out. So. I don't get why you don't why players. This is what amuses me though. Why you don't like Troy Deeney whacks it that middle of the time, Vardy, whatever. Why do you? Why don't strikers just always, always, always hit it in the middle of the net? Because I know, I know you might be able to reach it with your feet or whatever, but the keepers not always dive. You always dive, don't you? Like you, you, you told to, if you stand there for a penalty, you, you do, what you're doing? Why aren't you diving? So I don't get why ninety percent of the time you don't just go in down middle. No, no, no. We've done we've done it a couple of times where we the information's been up. that. The, yeah, we, we had Chris Maxwell, uh, and funny enough, they've both been against both times. It's been against Peterborough once with uh, the lad. Because was it Bostock or Bostock? I can't think of it in his name. But we Golden knew for, he, 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 we know he just oofed it down the middle so Chris Maxwell literally stood there and, and just side footed it away and Peterborough the lad uh, Isa we had we, well it wasn't strictly straight down the middle but we knew it was in saving distance so we told Kernsey to stand and react just watch the ball so and it and it literally just parried it away quite comfortably so like I said that's going on I think if the if the evidence is that strong then you'd be you'd be you'd be foolish to ignore it yeah, I mean, you must you must obviously face quite a few penalties in your time. I mean, what, what's it like when you save a penalty? It must be buzzing when you've you know when you when you save one. Yeah, it's great, it's not, especially um, like going back to when I played for Preston. The playoffs we played Birmingham in the semi final, uh, one on penalties, and before the game, uh, Moisey might, might have been a day before the game. Moisey called me into his office. I'm thinking, shit, I'm getting dropped here. Getting dropped. <laughs> do, you see, do you secretly love it? Do you secretly love it? You know, yeah, what I mean? you, and you're like, oh god, but you're like, come yeah, on. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But Mo- but what Moisey did, he'd rush, his rationale was. Birmingham had been beaten by Liverpool, I think it was, in in the Carling Cup final at Cardiff a couple of months earlier and he thought that's in a final if if the same players step up under the pressure of the final they'll probably go the same way uh, in, you know in the semi-final at Deepdale and he was spot on I think four of the five took took the pens and he told me he, he took the decision out of my hands he said if it's him go this way if it's him go that way save the first one would have saved the second one if it was on target uh, just because he, he took he took the decision making out of my hands, which was which was brilliant, which was ahead of its time. To be fair, good job, really. But other way around, it won't have worked. As for him, you're thinking. I was just looking at Wikipedia as well, right? So all these appearances for Wednesday, Preston, Leeds, Barnsley, and Lone, wherever. But you're not disappointed because it just says no goals on any of them. Like you're not disappointed. <laughs> you didn't you didn't get a well, goal. Like, did you not get well, forward much? Well, there was a th- someone put on uh, on Twitter the weekend and tagged me on it. You know uh, when Hecky scored in the last minute at Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah uh, I do. Yeah, I remember that. But my memory of it was that Eki was about three yards out and I was stooping and he took the ball off my off my forehead. I was definitely going to score. But watching it back, I was nowhere near going to score. And Eki's header is one of the best headers I've ever seen watching it back. He sort of, he's on top of a pile and sort of arches his neck and bends it in where... I, I was I've been telling people for years I would have definitely scored. This is the one time I would have scored. Not a chance. 
Well, do you watch it on Saturday night then? Football League show and Magic Day and all that as a player, or is it is that just a myth like when as a, look look, can you see behind me? I've got pink wallpaper. That's how much say I've got in this house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you don't so you don't then uh... I watched The Mass Singer, The Voice, uh, whatever. <laughs> But to, to be honest, sometimes I think because you're that consumed, especially once you once you go into the coaching side, you either reviewing a game you've played, uh, preparing for a game you're about to play. You've got players reviews. You've got players at different stages of the career, stage of uh, whatever they need at the same time. So you're constantly thinking about football. So sometimes you need that that Saturday night maybe away from football is is you need else because you can like say you can. You end up going down a rabbit hole of just only only dealing with football mentally. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I record it all, and then I like to because how boring I am. Because <laughs> I was I was I was watching something the other day, and I kept pausing it. My wife says, "What are you doing here?" I went, she went "I'm just, I'm watching the goalkeeper. I'm just watching how he moves and stuff like that." <laughs> She's like, "Do you miss it? Do you miss yeah. it? Do you miss playing all the time then?" No, I don't. I, not really. You no, don't. I think because. At the end of your career, you've got, you've got so, I've got such a memory of what it used to take just to train every day. You know, you're taking painkillers and also your knees are sh- knackered and stuff like that. So, at the end, you know, I think if you're a 19 year old kid who has his career ripped away from him through no fault of his own, you know, you, you you'd look back. But I think I got a good crack of the whip. You know, I got to 27 without any real injuries, uh, pressing never, and then sort of all my injuries came at once when I was at Wednesday. My knees sort of disintegrated, but. Like I said, there's a lot worse people off than me. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're into coaching now. I mean, would you ever see yourself going into some sort of managerial role in the future or do you don't want to go down that route? <laughs> Who would take me serious? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I can't believe how much I led you are from talking. As soon as I start speaking to you today and you're like, look at your state, your are here. I'm like, yeah, he's classy. Oh, I'm going to like this. <laughs> to be fair, no, I, I think it's one of them. Um, I don't know, I think, especially being in Northern, uh, like, you know, I think we don't take ourselves too serious. We're probably the last sort of people to see our qualities. We don't, you know, we're, we're too too used to putting ourselves down, aren't we? But I don't think, you never know. You know, if something came around, I, I said to me, me and, me and my wife have said, we'll probably end up living in America at some point in the future, whether that's a long term or just as, as something to do, you know, for a, for a few years. I can imagine sort of going somewhere like that where it's, you know, it's not as it's not as ridiculously on top because Jesus, I could be, I would be making some mad substitutions. Me, <laughs> I've played the worst Dude. football ever. I've played the worst football. We play five at the back and just a big man up front. That was oh, get it away <laughs> from our nets. <laughs> and uh, you know, as, as for the keeper as well, David. Like I can always remember keepers kits in Napoleon's Casino when you were at Hillsborough. You know, as a fan, it's like yes, new kit, new kit. Look at this, I love wearing it. As a keeper, were you always like, ah, did you did you ever like when you got a new kit and we always like, yeah, I like this one. I like putting this one on. Or would yeah, you just not give a toss? Like, yeah. Especially as you got older and you were nice kids like at Wednesday. When I was a young kid at Preston, there was me and a Finnish keeper. And it was a time before uh, squad numbers. So if you were playing, you wore the number one. And if you were on yeah. bench, you wore the number 12. So I was, I'm me, just touching 6'2". Preston, the other keeper was 6'6". Six, six. The kits were like ridiculous. They were like <laughs> double extra large. They weren't fit or anything for you. I'm like, remember when you, when you had to go to school, uh, to swimming at school with your pyjamas on and jump in? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's what it was like. <laughs> well, it's like ridiculous. I've got that I've, I've got that shirt, the Napoleon shirt somewhere. I had it out showing someone the other day. Oh. I had it on kitchen Ray, table. 
<laughs> James, <laughs> James, that Napoleon shirt that would look very good in our podcast studio. What? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's the only one I've got. The only, the is, only, it, is it? Is it literally? I tell you, who's got the other one? The like the obviously the identical one is Richard O'Donnell. I must have given it Rich because because yeah. he, mess- he messaged me. Um, might have been beginning of lockdown. I think he was auctioning it off or about to auction off, and he just he asked my permission if he could do it. I was like, "Sure, do what you want with it." So I think he was he was he was thinking of doing something. Like that. I didn't hear anything else, but he he's definitely got the other one to them. He went he went to our school, Richard. Didn't he? Richard went to our school. He went, you're above me and James at school. Went to Myers Grove. He went to same pub as growing up and everything. And then he went on to have a good go at Wednesday nights at Bradford. And he is like, he, went, no. he had a spell at Bristol City where he made it, but yeah. I've got something to say, and Richard O'Donnell just popped into my head. We're, we're training me, Rich, I can't, and maybe Chris Adamson and Billy Mercer, and we're talking. I can't really talk about it. If anyone did, there's a program on Siamese twins or twins or something on TV, and just chinwagging, and then, <laughs> and then we're going, I heard bar bar twins, and then I think someone said, you can't remember even something. Someone mentioned something about Gary Neville and Phil Neville, and then someone said, are oh, they twins? No, no, we're not it. No, what Gary's older than Phil. <laughs> Richard O'Donnell said, Yeah, we had twins at our school. One was 12 and one was 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the sharpest uh, penciling. <laughs> Phil was like, one was 12 and one was 14. <laughs> twins. <laughs> exactly. I can tell I'm a footballer. Oh, let's say that out loud. <laughs> no. We have a new podcast ready for you to download and listen to each and every Monday. So make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss an episode. episode. One thing I need to ask is, obviously you touched on hairstyles when we first first started. Did you and Adam Proudlock with the same hairdressers? Yeah, his, his, were, his were worse than mine, I remember. My, mine was... I'm want... Peacock and all Peacock, you all, all had that spiky little... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blonde, Ridiculous. Spiky, yeah. Blonde spot, oh God, imagine now. Yeah, I can't even. There's no. There's no. There's no defense. There's no defense. It's just. You were in fashion, mate. You were in fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I can't say what else. Well, so it's you bad. didn't go to say about this, right? I've got some questions here, <laughs> and uh, this is what I'm going to start doing with a few people. So it's just five quiz questions, David. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. to seek knowledge on it. So first one I've got wrote down right is semi-final one 0 against Brentford. Wednesday, John John Paul McGovern scored. What minute were it in? Can you remember? Uh, bu- 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 if bu- not, bu- have a guess. Thirty-six. Nope. I said I said thirty-fifth, thirty-fifth, thirty-six. But twelfth. I didn't think it was earlier as that. Did oh, you? No, I didn't. No, no, definitely not. Right. Second one. Millennium Stadium. The three subs that came on all at the same time. What were the other three subs that came on? Come on, David. Got Patrick Steve, Collins. Steve, whoa, 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 whoa. Steve McLean. Yep. Yeah. What other one? Matt Hamshaw. No, Joe Talbot. Talbot. Oh, of course, really? Jesus, yeah. <laughs> last, yeah last, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of five subs. It's not, it's only three subs, wasn't it? By now, it were, and you know the two subs that didn't come on. Thank <laughs> Chris Adamson. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, Graham Lee. No, uh, Adams. It says Adams and Adamson. And yes, yeah, Stevie Adams, yeah. Stevie Adams, yeah. But thank God he didn't come on. And then I've got this one here. So your Wednesday debut. Can you remember who we're against? Notts County. Yeah, but for a bonus point, what was the score? 3 2. 2 1. That was close. 2 1, man. So, <laughs> and the last one I've got is at Cardiff, Wednesday fans at Cardiff. How many exactly do you have? Like, <laughs> to close this thousand, how many do we take? Uh, it's 42. 
Yes. Got it. Go on then. <laughs> yes, he's yeah. right. you know the, you listen to this, David, right? Let me read this out while I'm on it. You know, the funniest thing about this is on this big, big Wednesday group, I posted in right then. So we're, we're speaking to David Lucas today, a few things. Um, when we beat Garlepool 4-2, I need the exact number and I need proof. Does anyone know what it was? Loads of people putting numbers down. So this one guy is called Chris Green. He listens to the podcast and he put 44,569. So I, so I put... Right, mate, where have you got that number from? And he put, I just remember seeing it after a game. <laughs> <laughs> so I put, I put, is that it? And he went, yeah, I just remember. I don't know why, I just remember it. So there were no proof at all. The exact number. I just remember seeing it after a game. It's <laughs> <laughs> Very random. Very random. <laughs> yeah. That went bad, that though. I'm, 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 that was good, that, good, that 42,000. And that Notts County, that was a good answer as well. That's County. Now, uh, I mean, I, I was doing a bit of research uh, on, on yourself, you know, searching on Google and Wikipedia, that's as far as it got. Um, I came across, there's actually a David Lucas in America that's a comedian. Oh. Yeah, 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 I've seen him. There's, all, there's one in Sheffield. There's a there's a, an artist in Sheffield, Dave Lucas. David yeah, Lucas. I'm, I'm going to go on to that. Art, yeah, artist and illustrator as well. And, and, and also there's one that's got a, a physics degree as well. So when I was looking, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, it's David Lucas. He's, he's, uh, he's getting out of it. There's also one. There's also one. I don't know why, but I was, I was showing someone this the other day. There's also one down in Dorset or something like that. He's the only person in England who makes gallows, you know, for hanging people. And he's he was, or he is, staunch BMP as well. So you learn something new every day. Yeah, I mean, going to going to the comedian thing. Obviously, do you see yourself as a bit of a funny, funny guy? You know, you've come across class tools today, Annie James. You have. You really have come across so good. I think, yeah, uh, like you know, people at work and I call me the big bear. So I'm always hugging people as well. Not so much now, but usually <laughs> yeah. hugging people. I think just I think if you ask most people about me, you'll just say that I'm usually everyone's best mate. You know that sort of guy like you know what i mean always trying to lighten the mood uh which is you know especially this time uh you know what it's like at the minute is 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 much needed so always ready to have a laugh always see the the funny side of things if possible um i think that's that's pretty much as deep as it gets where you live where you living now then if you've been from fleetwood today david do you say because you drive home from fleetwood so to preston yeah so preston's only to preston, it, right. it takes me about 25 minutes uh and then get home and uh, like I say kids are usually jumping on me at this time so I've had to barricade them out of the front well, when, when you say kids are, is any of them lads then? Are you... Yeah, three boys Josh so, Josh, Josh, who's 15 was uh, the baby like I said my missus was pregnant when I was at Wednesday he's now about 6 foot 2 and spotty <laughs> so, what, so football wise what's he doing football wise is it you getting him into football what? yeah well he's play, play, he comes in he, he did his work experience at, at um at Fleetwood, you know, when you do it in your fourth or fifth year yeah. school. So he came he came in and did his he he helped out with the media guys at Fleetwood. So he loves football, loves like say he, he says players to me. If I say any player who I'm not sure about, he'll go bosh, bosh, bosh straight away, you know what I mean? So I think um some because I, I try and stress to him like the way the game's going, you don't have to play football to travel the world and be a you know, you know yeah. be part be be part of the best teams in the world. You, you know, now the backroom staff's a, uh, a lot bigger than the actual playing staff. So so I'd say I think he'll probably go into something like analysis or sports science, something like that to do with footy. Whenever players sign for a new club they do the initiation song. What what were your initiation song? Uh well, the last one I did, like I say uh probably I did one of no, I did the same one at Birmingham and then when I signed one against Fleetwood it was the same one uh, Bill Withers lean on me 
Oh, lean on me. Everyone chooses that one. Everyone, everyone can he give us? Can he give us a gun? Can he give do us a tiny <clears throat> bit now, Dare you, please? Throat, my foot. Honestly, my throat sore. It don't matter, mate. You look love. You look class. You look class. Don't worry about your lean foot. Lean on me. Oh, see, my phone's on. That was good enough. I love it. Yes. I'm going to send that to my mates at WhatsApp group. I'm just FaceTiming David Lucas who's singing to me. <laughs> Serenading me. We are sounding cringy. Like, honestly, mate, to you to come on and do stuff like this when you don't need to. It doesn't mean much to you, but to fans like us, it does. And like, we're, we're not doing it for money. You're not doing it for money. It just, I re- joking aside for a minute, I can't I can't fault you enough and I can't thank you enough. It's, it's brilliant just to hear from you. And I'll go to bed tonight, like, smiling and laughing. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's nice. It's not, in fact, what? you know what? I one more thing to say. I'm going to put this on because I got it loaded up, James. I want to put this on for him to listen to one more time together because we're never going to speak to him again. Even though you're going to probably try and FaceTime me all the time, I know what you know what you're going to be like. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to put this on in background. Are you ready? Right. You can sense it now, can't you? 30 seconds left. Sheffield Wednesday are 30 seconds away from promotion to the championship. What a story it would be gone behind for a Hartlepool goal kick John just a header to be won now win this header from the goal kick and it'll all be over well they're bouncing around in there thousands away to our right hand side blue and white everywhere half of Sheffield's here to see this I get time up but the referee plays on Tolbert is beyond the last man he's going to bear down on goal this would really wrap it up Drew Tolbert ran the goal kick yeah. Cheers, David. That's uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, obviously, thanks for thanks for coming along. Uh, yeah, great great pleasure to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thanks for doing it. Ah, oh, brilliant lads. I'm uh, looking forward to listening to the others as well. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, David. 